Hey guys, this is Austin, and welcome to another episode of the Meat Justics podcast. Today, John is gone. If you watched the live stream this week, uh, then you'll know that we had Brett on, our CEO. Um, he was on the live stream to inform everyone and let them know that uh, we let John go. <laughs> so, yeah, we let him go fishing this week. Uh, that, <laughs> that was Brett's joke. Uh, so he's, he's up with the Ron Share Productions crew uh, up north fishing, having some fun, uh, hanging out with them. He'll be back next week. But for, for this week, uh, you're, you're stuck with me and Patrick. Yeah, and I'll so, be on color commentary today. So <laughs> Yeah, we, we still wanted to put out some content, make sure you guys still had something and didn't go, go empty a week. Um, so you get a li live stream and podcast still this week, but no John. Um, so, and, and also just reminder, if you're not familiar with the Ron share productions crew, uh, they, they do a lot of work on like, uh, they produce TV shows like the flush rooster tales made for the outdoors destination players do North outdoors, uh, Minnesota bound and backwoods with Ron and Raven, uh, tons of awesome TV shows. If you're into, um, all the outdoor stuff, um, really cool shows. Uh, the flush also has their own podcast. Uh, they're on the talk North talk North network, which we are as well. Um, so, uh, check them out at talknorth.com or check us out there as well. Um, you can also look for the flush talk North or meet Justics on all the, uh, major podcasting platforms. Um, I'd love to ask those guys, like who's the guy that's like, they're out there hunting and there's like, we could probably make a TV show out of this. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and then it just happens that quick. Some guys like, oh yeah, no, we can for sure do that. I know the hookups with all the cameras and all the equipment post-production must be yeah. quite the process. Cause it's like, for my point of view from just doing small local stuff to like have a day's worth of footage over like something that's either if it's an hour two hours 10 hours 12 hours i couldn't imagine going back and like all right let's compile let's make a, a narrative out of this it's that would be such a daunting task but yeah just the idea like who doesn't sit there like doing something they love hanging out with their buddies and just like man could you imagine if we just press record on this and then we get paid to do that that would be an absolute astonishing yeah we, we'd have to ask them sometime how how much footage do they get for a 30 minute tv show it's i it, and then i mean and then reference footage and then call and then i'm sure a lot of that like sure we we imagine a 30 minute show but it's like what's in reality that's 22 minutes right <laughs> and then uh intro and outro are typically the same and then I don't know. The the more I view stuff, it's like for my edit eye, it's like I would almost lay down or edit the like what I want it to sound like first, what I want the story to be, the pacing of the the person talking, right? The interactions they're having, and then make sure that I tell a beginning, middle, end with that before I ever even put my favorite cool supplemental footage, yeah. right? To yeah, help yeah. spread that out. Or do I want that to look slow motion? So I'd have to make sure the bones were there before I made it look cool. So I just like I said, just to pick their brain and ask certain questions like that, that would be really, really something. It'd be fun. I, you know, I mean, I don't know for sure, but we'll have, we, we have to ask because I, I bet they would talk to us about it. Bet that if we want to do it on the podcast too, on oh, for one sure. of ours or theirs, I'm sure they would. Um, usually when we ask them for stuff, they're open for us. We'll have to find out because I don't know. To be honest, I don't know how many how many people are super interested in it, but I'm interested. So oh, if uh, if we are. Everyone uh, watches TV, right? And that's yeah. like, I, I know just accidentally finding shows out like that right like you'd watch like i remember a big thing for me was like spike tv in the morning on like saturday there'd be some guy i've never seen before working on a truck or doing something that like i was like I, I still don't know how to do but it's like it was fun watching him do it and it's just the cleanest of work environments and this and that but then <laughs> that same style of production so yeah just growing up on that and just not realizing what you're watching and then 
I don't know, discovering a new hobby or, or a like or interest from something you accidentally happen upon. That's I love doing that. <laughs> Can't yeah. do that anymore. You got <laughs> everything's curated or like, oh, I've never heard of that, so I don't watch it. So yeah, cool. Well, um, other than that, remember to uh, like, comment, leave a review um, on. Uh, YouTube, social media, uh, share with your friends, anything you guys can do like that really helps us out helps us, uh, with all the social media algorithms and promoting our content on the various pod podcast platforms out there. Um, other than that, I think that's all I got for about an intro. Uh, want to hop into some notes off of Bratfest that we have coming up here soon. Um, hopefully, um, I don't bore you guys too much, but on the other hand, uh, I'm going to continue to probably pound, pound Bratfest for the next three weeks. Uh, we got Bratfest coming up on August 19th. Um, so if you are from the Wichita area at all, um, you got it. You got to be here. It, it is a crazy event, tons of stuff going on, tons of food. Um, it's a blast. Even if you're not totally from the area, if you can, if you can make it, make a drive for it, it's, it's well worth it. Uh, it's 15 bucks for a ticket. Um, uh, that 15 bucks, 100% of it goes straight to Special Olympics Air Capital Flyers team. Um, it's it's everything we do is is as a fundraising event um, for the Air Capital Flyers. Last year we had close to a thousand people here. We raised over eleven thousand uh, dollars for the Air Capital Flyers. Um, this year um, we're doing some more with some different things, and and I'm really hoping that we're actually gonna, we're going to be. I don't think uh, I don't think we'll be less than fifteen thousand. I'm actually hoping we're going to be closer to twenty thousand on on what we can give them as a donation uh, at the end of the day. Um, all the all the other vendors that come, they've committed to at least a seven percent uh, cut of their sales going back to the ACF, uh, the Air Capital Flyers. Uh, some of them have said that they will give more. Um, and then we're gonna have a dunk tank that day. Dunk tank's gonna be awesome. John and I will be on it. Um, Brett, our CEO, he'll be on it. We're gonna have number of other people too um you basically will spend five bucks get three throws and try to knock people in and 100 percent of the money collected on that goes straight to their capital flyers um as far as what you get to eat um because uh it wouldn't be brought fest if you didn't get to eat something so we're gonna have samples of 10 different flavors of brats um we're making like 900 pounds of brats for that um it's 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 a lot of brats. Uh, we're about a third of the way there. We made 300 pounds last week, 300 pounds today, actually. Um, and then we'll make another 300 pounds next week, probably. Um, now, that sounds like, I feel like 10 years ago, we'd be calling Guinness, like, hey, we're doing 900 pounds in a certain amount of days. Like, But these big commercial plants, even the not so big ones, what's a what's a you know an average day for them as far as pounds produced, right? Oh, what a big question, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't even know where to begin. Because you just I mean, like I said, just you and a couple of their hands, 300. And that was how many what time spent processing that? Uh, From the time we started prepping it all to the time you're done with cleanup and everything's away, uh, three and a half hours. Um, That's not bad. So if you were really trying to like, I wonder if Guinness would be like. Hey, we did a thousand pounds today, but like, what's, what's a weird number? You know, it's one of those, like we looked up, what's the biggest sausage and we're like, oh, we could do that. Oh no, we can't. That's like X amount of feet long. Like, what do you cook it in and all that stuff? So. Yeah. I don't, we'd, we'd have to do some looking to see what would be the most pounds like done in production in a day. But I, I've been to some, some, like some of the large commercial plants that they're, they're running like six to 12 vacuum stuffers at a time. 
and a vacuum, I mean, a vacuum stuffer, if you run it continuously, um, just ours and ours that we have here is not like a super big unit. It still holds 150 pounds in the hopper and you can blow through that. Like if you, if you're just going, I don't even know. I mean, less than an hour, um, maybe probably less than 30 minutes. I mean, it chugs through it. So if you think about that, say, say you did 150 pounds in 20 minutes, but you had 10 of those going and you ran it for a 16 hour shift because you're going to have two shifts on production and a shift on cleanup. So I, I can't do math in my head right I'm now. Trying, but, I'm looking for just uh, uh, any ballpark figure and I'm just getting like meat uh, consumption and stuff like that. I mean, you're, you're probably talking like thousands of tons produced. Mm-hmm. We're not even talking like hundreds of pounds or yeah. thousands of pounds. It's probably uh, tens and or, or a hundred thousand pounds a day that type is, of deal. But yeah. that that's also at like the very large commercial plant operation. Uh, yeah. most of like the commercial guys that we deal with or the independent guys that they're, they're still making 25 to a hundred pound batches. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're not making, uh, 25 tons a day. Nor they're, would they have anything to do with all that. Yeah. <laughs> come, come and get it. <laughs> but that, I mean, that's, that's the beauty of it is like, there's, there's everything from, the guy at home who's making literally a pound of something mm-hmm. all the way up to the guys that are making millions of pounds at a time. So, uh, it's all over the board. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, that's wild. So other than brought samples, um, there's also, there'll also be a brought lunch so you can sample a bunch of different flavors and then we'll have three that you can actually get a whole brought on, uh, sit down, uh, get some food, get a drink, hang out. Um, last year we actually had that as like a separate donation. Um, this year, uh, we were just like, nope, we're just going to include that in the whole, uh, ticket package from the start, make it easy on everybody. So, uh, that comes with your ticket and entry. Um, we're going to have a huge area of sunset. I can't talk sun shades set up. Um, try to make it as comfortable as possible. Cause I mean, we're, we're, Wichita, Kansas in the middle of August. Uh, today is like 100 stinking five. It is, yeah. it is horrible. But I think this is going to be the last day of hundreds. I've looked on the extended forecast. It looks like this is it. And we're going to cool down hopefully a little bit from here. So hopefully we have some great weather for Bratfest, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, Air Capital Flyers are going to be raffling off a grill and some accessories to go with it. Um, we have a bunch of different conservation groups coming. They're all going to have their own raffles and giveaways. We've got Pass It On Outdoor Mentors, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, National Wild Turkey Federation, Ducks Unlimited, Pheasants Forever, Quail Forever. Um, and then other in, other vendors involved, um, Augusta Rental and Sportsman's Training Center. They provide us tables, chairs, portable bathrooms, dunk tank, and more. And those guys are awesome to work with. So if you need anything uh, equipment rental-wise, um, I – I'm going to probably go to them and, and rent an excavator sometime just because I want to dig a big Sweet. hole. And I've never been able to do that. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to do it because fi- maybe I'll figure out a weekend that my wife will be out of town and I'll secretly go uh, rent Man. an excavator from them. Cause, All uh, the things you could be an expert at if you just didn't have anyone else's supervision or get in the way. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like if I'm going to mess up big on a piece of machinery, I better be by myself. And the, it reminds me of the first time I drove. My parents were out of town. And I was like, I don't need any of their input on this. So I just uh, grabbed some car keys for our 97 Pontiac or 99 Pontiac, whatever, terrible Pontiac. And uh, I just cruised around the neighborhood for a little bit, got my bearings. And I was like, yeah, that's not that's nothing too crazy. So, yeah, they didn't find out about that. So 
That's what it's great. Probably every podcast in the world is great for this. Just <laughs> ratting on yourself just uh-huh. years after the fact. And it's just like, no one's going to hear this. Yeah, that's okay. awesome. Well, they're not going to hear it. So. <laughs> Hopefully not. I did. Uh, you're talking about all these raffles that we're doing on profits, though. Don't we have, did we make uh, new raffles? Don't we have like a, something you can vote on your favorite sausage or something like that? Oh man, I'm going to talk and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher something. Um, <laughs> I feel like we, we talked every different avenue of which to reach to this. Yeah. Like, what did we do? I think we I decided each, each one, correct? Cause um, we, cause we had a, a potential uh, ticket raffle already. So you're on your mm-hmm. ticket stub that's detachable. And that was going to be, you go down to, to each potential vendor and or flavor and you put it in their box and uh, you're voting for your favorite. What's cool about um, a potential uh, another one for with a QR code correctly is that you're yeah. entered then to uh, win a hundred dollar Walton's gift card, and there will be multiple of those if I'm not mistaken given away. Yes, so yeah, you saying that helps trigger my memory because I knew <laughs> cool, cool. I had Josh and John both walk in my office, oh, and dude. I'm like, oh great, what you get a, what's going on? At once, yeah, and so they were like. They were trying to figure out what to do, and I was, yeah, ultimately, yeah, we're going to have the the ticket stub uh, you tear off and you can vote for your favorite, and then we're also going to have QR code entry. So we will have a couple different wow. raffle giveaways, draw draw names from everybody that votes and then anybody that enters through the QR code. But um, we were trying to figure out how to do them together, and ultimately I was – we were talking. It was just like, let's just, just do them separately. We yeah. just give away more stuff. It's yeah. not that big a deal. It's really so, not. I mean – like I said, more incentive to want to just try the all the flavors. I think you can go like yeah. around the world tour essentially. And then, uh, yeah, I I did a chili cook off a few years ago. I didn't do one. I uh, participated by eating a lot of free chili. <laughs> and yeah, that was the coolest part. Is just like almost uh, being your own judge, pitting them against one another, and then ultimately making a decision with a. I think they gave you a pinto bean to put in a box. So hmm. yeah, we couldn't really just here's a sausage. Go put it in your favorites. <laughs> <laughs> they stack up pretty quick. Wouldn't work well. That's what it is. You give them a Ziploc bag right when they walk in. You give them like you know a, a patch, a sticker. Here's a commemorative raw piece of sausage. So you know everything they need to have a great day. So. Be fun. I actually found. I, I'm. I'm. I will probably bring these in at some point. Show on the podcast, but uh, I guess I didn't find. My wife found this like site that makes like uh, sunglass and glasses cleaning towel microfiber towels and stuff and they are like uh printed to be like lifelike products so she bought me a steak and piece of pizza i think think i've seen the pizza one because i remember wanting that immediately yeah they I, I was talking with my wife and I'm like, ah, she's like, well, which one am I getting? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really want to, I don't know but that I want either. She's like, why not? And I'm like, well, I don't want to spend like 20 bucks on it. And, she, and uh, turns out they're five bucks a piece. And I was oh, like, cool. I'll waste five bucks. Like, yeah. I don't want to, I'm not going to waste a 20, but if it's five bucks, I'm like, ah, yeah, that'll, yeah, yeah. that'll get, I'll get enough enjoyment out of it to, to mess Make around with And that, they're so. like, like, they look like a piece of meat is sitting on it. So if they had a sausage or a broad or something like that, or raw, meat or yeah if 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 they had something like that i'd be tempted to to because if they're only five bucks i bet you could talk to somebody like that and be like hey i'm buying a thousand of these what are you gonna what kind of bulk price can you give me and do do something for Bratfest with that because that would that'd be that'd fun be, be a cool cool little think, addition like, to things i but. i'm always a fan of but like i'm a fan of stuff that's like 10 years old that no one wants in health 20 years old where's where's my mouse pad fans at 
I need a raw meat sausage mouse pad or something like mm-hmm. that. But because uh, besides eyeglassing, like what else does everybody have that might get a potential use out of it? It's just you're in that weird realm. So yeah. E. coli? What do you guys want for you? <laughs> no? Not popular this time of year? Preferably not sure. E. coli. <laughs> uh, we'll, see, we'll see. I don't remember if there was... might talk about uh, E. coli and salmonella. We'll see how far we get into meat matters. Um, I'm not sure if we'll get to that one or not, but uh, talking about some different stuff there. Just remind me of that, but um, <laughs> we'll see. Not quite ready for meat matters yet. Um, keep going through list of vendors here uh shaken and stirred will be out with their mobile bartending truck uh funky monkey shaved ice diamond archery uh in a 3d shoot the uh fishing future backyard bass game oak and iron lanes axe throwing uh fire truck from sedgwick county from station 37 and i th- i think i've talked about this on the podcast before but we had a fire inspection couple months ago and yeah. guys came in and they're like well yeah we heard that you're having <laughs> having county out and i mean this probably shows how stupid i am but i hadn't i didn't really understand that there's a difference between county and and you just city never thought about it before yeah so so city came out and they were kind of upset that we didn't invite them <laughs> we're like well no, you're we, welcome to yeah. come too the more the merrier yeah exactly so no, hold on you glossed over something really cool there axe throwing have yeah. you done that before i have not me uh, neither <laughs> I have almost done it multiple times and I just, just always falls through. Yeah. But, um, we tried to do ax throwing a couple times here. Um, and I think the first time was when Colton was store manager and he talked with people and they want, they wanted to charge like a fee to come out. And I'm uh, like, I'm like, no, the is, you yeah. guys, you guys don't get this. Like <laughs> this is a fundraiser. We are bringing people to you. Uh, we are yeah. providing free marketing and everything. So you need to come out. We're not paying you a, an appearance fee. Yeah. So, uh, the guy this time, I forget how, how we got hooked up with this guy. Um, but, uh, we don't have to pay him an, uh, an appearance fee, which is awesome. Cause, uh, that just, yeah, every, we're trying to dump as much money back into their yeah, capital flyers 100%. as we can. So, um, that it's, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I think I, I pitched the idea uh, to Justin, uh, our social media guy. I was like, you got to follow Austin and John, and they each just do whatever like the game is, so to speak, whether it's a kid's game, adult game. And then you each get a tally, so to speak, for each game. And so the winner of X amount, you know what I mean? So then we could at least have some good, fast-paced social media stuff, you guys doing some uh, pretty uh, you know, eventful uh, sporting activities. So That's cool. Um, what next? Oh, Cedric County EMS. They'll be out with a ambulance. Um, uh, so like fire truck and ambulance, we're trying, trying to get a lot of stuff to keep the kids entertained. Um, the backyard bass game. Um, there's also going to be, uh, I think BB guns with national wild Turkey Federation. I think they're the ones that are going to have BB gun range. Um, Katie, KDWP is going to be out here with a truck and an airboat. Uh, Bruckner Trucking will be out with, I don't know how many trucks they're bringing. I'm hoping it's multiple, but I'm not totally sure there. Um, but I know that's going to be another thing that some of the younger kids are going to have a blast uh, checking out and playing with. And then not confirmed yet, but I uh, got some rumblings from our store manager that we might be getting the Wichita PD to bring out their swap truck. Oh, so cool. if that happens, that's going to be awesome because uh, if it does, we're also going to have to go back to Sedgwick County and and maybe harass them a little bit <laughs> hey, because we're getting the swatch last cool. year we had their MRAP vehicle, Sedgwick County, come out and they said that, yeah, due to some policy changes, they're no longer allowed to mm. uh, do public appearances like that. 
um, which yeah, I don't I don't get it. But um, if if Wichita a, PD's bringing their fancy truck, I'm gonna tell Cedric County like, hey, you need to yeah. talk to some higher ups and figure out how you can get an exception on this. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, we're gonna have a bunch of meat vendors here, um, some in person and some. Uh, not quite in person. I'll explain how that's going to work. Um, meat vendors, we're going to have Peabody Sausage House, Walnut Valley Packing, Crable Specialty Meats, and Stroot Lockers. Um, all those guys, they're they're from right around the Wichita area. They're going to physically be here. They're going to be giving away samples. Um, some of them will have some, some things to sell and offer as well. Um, uh, then you can kind of also just meet and greet them, talk with some of the people that run some of the meat processors around this area. Um, they are going to be awesome uh, to have in addition to things. And then we're also going to have um, some of our commercial processors were not able to be here, but they really wanted to be a part of things. So they uh, we're getting a number of people to donate brats to us to sell as a fundraiser. So then every dollar that we get off of that is going straight back to Air Capital Flyers. Um, but we're getting stuff from Clouds Meats, from Carthage, Missouri, Carthage, Missouri, Cutting Up Meat Processing from Leeton, Missouri, Paradise Locker Meats from Trimble, Missouri, Herman Worst House from Herman, Missouri, and Kurzweil's Country Meats from Harrisonville, Missouri. Uh, so Missouri is represented strong there. Um, but like I was saying, tons of brats to sell, and 100% of those those funds are going to go straight back to the ACF. So. Um, I think that's all I have for Bratfest. Uh, other than that, just make sure you either swing by the our retail store and and buy your tickets early or go online at waltons.com slash Bratfest, buy your tickets there. Um, and we hope to see you on the day of the event. And right before we get into Meat Matters, I have to throw something in uh, to hopefully make John jealous. Oh, sweet. Uh, I was actually, I'm kind of disappointed in myself. I didn't do more for the live stream this week or the podcast. I told John I was going to do something extravagant <laughs> and make him like miss that he was here. But this week has just been such a insane, busy week so far that uh, we're here. That's the important thing. <laughs> but I yeah. don't really have a whole lot else. But at least uh, I made a special coupon code. We haven't done a coupon code in a podcast for a while, so... I thought I'd throw one out there. Uh, 15% off anything up to $150 discount. Good until August 19th, which is Bratfest. So hopefully that helps you guys remember how long coupon is for. It's good till Bratfest comes. And the coupon code is I love team orange, all one word. So I, I also haven't done anything related to team orange in a while that uh, uh, would probably harass and bother John a little bit because he did, did some team blue coupons in the last like month or so, um, can you I think do I'm it meat where, like, but because he's he's obviously team blue. Like, can you do it like when you hover over team blue, it like turns orange, like the hyperlink turns orange or something? Oh, like that. I could def <laughs> yeah, definitely do that. <laughs> I should, <laughs> I'll spend an hour just looking at things you can do or write an idea list, and you can pick the ones that you that are doable without. Because I know a lot of times to change a color, it's like everything has to change instead of just you know pigeonholing and picking stuff. So yeah you can do you can do all kinds of stuff it's fun um <laughs> on the uh on the live stream page when in the the join group section if you mm -hmm. try to join team blue it it asked you so many yeah times. throws a pop-up up and it's like are you really sure you want to do that yeah are you sure about that are <laughs> all you the sure? all the rest of the groups that just let you join it's like congratulations you joined on team blue it's like i don't know that you really wanted to do this you should almost give like rethink it, your life choices because now we're thinking of so much negative stuff for blue like you should almost like give them the dopamine they crave on orange where it's like when they do certain like 
cool sounds happen when they click on certain <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Great yeah. job. Good. <laughs> oh, it'd be great. Oh, yeah. There's just certain privileges Orange has over Blue that, sorry, guys, you just have to figure it out on your own. I haven't spent a whole lot of time on it because I've just I've been extra busy with stuff lately. But I'm gonna have, at some point in the next month or so, I'm gonna have to block out some time to yeah find some more things to harass oh, John with on it. So I got a good idea. We can make now this. I don't want this to be mean spirited because it's not. And he usually has a great sense of humor. But like we should have a bingo sheet in front of us, right? Of just things John says or talks about, and then during the podcast, you and I just blot them out as we hear him and we try to get a john bingo uh-huh that would be fun <laughs> so when he talks about like science or uh, uh lab grown meat or something you go Boop. or when he talks about uh you know how he likes tender meat Boop. or you know that he's he's eating raw meat Boop. you could do that one so I don't know. that's awesome did uh did you guys brainstorm anymore about uh like some sort of like trivia where like oh, winning yeah, and losing you have to eat something no, we didn't. I'm glad you brought that okay. up, though, because I'm trying to think. I'm, like, legitly excited for that. Like, we have to do that. So that's, like, a meat-driven trivia stuff between – or tri- trivia is the wrong word, almost like meat fact. Facts, kinda. yeah, something um, like that. But, yeah, it's really just – and it's not a multiple choice. It's either, like, a, oh, I think I know how to do this. You can go back and forth, and then which – if you don't know one, then he if he answers it, it's, like, double points kind of thing. There, there's a million different ways. Yeah. So, yeah, we can talk about it next door. But, yeah, I'm, that sounds like a lot of fun. You could do a whole segment. We could, that could be a recurring segment potentially. So Could be, yeah. Yeah. And then, but like I said, what's what's the punishment? It's hard for it to not be food-related on this show. Oh, um, yeah. It's going to be. Or I wonder if it just leads into another thing. Like, you you have the power to pick the next Will at Barbecue or something, you know? Like, maybe it's something focus on some of our other kind of uh youtube friendly stuff so i don't know it could be a lot of fun yeah it's it's yeah so many things we could do with that we're gonna have some fun with it for sure so just reminder if you're if you're listening paying attention i love team orange all one word uh get you 15 percent off until august 19th that might be the name of this episode (laughs) anything we can do to just i heart team orange in all big caps and it's just yeah I think it's very appropriate. He misses a week, so <laughs> that is yeah. It's gonna make him. That's gonna make him. Yeah. Can you imagine how long this guy's gonna be so mad because his emails are gonna just be flush? So yeah. you know him on a heavy email. <laughs> well, other than that, um, we'll hop into meat matters here and see if we can see what's going on in the meat world these days. Um. This first one, John actually left before he left. He well, that doesn't make sense. He put in our notes before he left. He wanted to make sure this one was covered. Um, this one's very interesting, um, intriguing. Um, it's about ticks. So it's it's from Newsweek. It's called Scientists. That's, that's a bing, That's a John Bingo blog, right? There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's this is true. <laughs> I, I feel like anytime news comes up about this, though, like we find it and we talk about it because it's yeah. It's it's almost I'd say it's almost scary. So it's about alpha gal and which which alpha gal is the red meat allergy when you get bit by the lone the lone star tick. So, uh, well, I guess this one's not technically that we relate it to it. It's about ticks with Lyme disease. So scientists develop game changing vaccine against Lyme disease ticks. So it says rather than combating the effects of bacteria or the microbe that causes Lyme disease. The vaccine targets the microbiota of the tick. So it's something that they're somehow like doing to the tick instead of like 
people taking a vaccine. Sounds like they're doing it to the tick to get rid of ah. Lyme disease in the tick. Let's not heal the patient. Let's fix the the thing that gets them sick. Okay. Yeah. So um, it said it, it would prevent, quote, the tick from being colonized by the bacteria that caused Lyme disease. Because there's about 30,000 cases of confirmed Lyme disease per year. Uh, but but they a lot, a lot of officials think that that's actually underreported by a long ways. They're, they estimate that it's actually 400,000 cases plus a year, which is okay. insane. So they're trying, they're trying to put that research into uh, help diseases that are passed on by mosquitoes. And then what uh, John's brain was racking through on was, well, if they're doing that for ticks and mosquitoes, can you do it for other things? Can you do it for alpha-gal? Can you do something that will get rid of and prevent people from getting bit by the Lone Star tick and then getting an allergy towards red meat? Because to us in, in in our world, like that's like a death sentence. <laughs> it feels like your life is going to be over if you can no longer well, eat, eat meat. Just the availability of like uh, protein to sustain your day that your body would not reject after a while. I'm sure that's the wrong word, but you know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. that would be quite the uphill battle. And just, I mean, you'd probably be in stellar shape for a little bit, but I think you would eventually, you know, feel the, you'd probably be a lot more tired. Your strength would go a lot quicker. Uh, maybe I think one people forget often is like more susceptible to just like accidents and stuff like that, whether you twisted an ankle or something like that. I think, you know, all that goes back to just, you know, me eating healthy. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Says me who had Taco Bell today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I ate real healthy today. I got, uh, uh, I don't even know what you call them. Buffalo, but the Buffalo chicken rollers from, from oh, the man. QT Those are the roller best. grill. Those are the best. My chick used to work there, though. So she's like, I wouldn't eat anything. I go, don't ruin this for me, okay? <laughs> it's affordable. It's a stone's throw away. And it's like, I'll... I'll have two, three, four of those. Something I I like to pair them with like a mac and cheese or something up there because mm -hmm. it's like it's it's tough because it's not quite enough food to fill you up, but if I get double portion, it's too much food. So yeah, says the guy that um, I I was looking at the availability of the website uh, chewingthefat.com. It's up for purchase, by the way, so we should <laughs> look into that. So before we really go full tilt with this thing, fun. <laughs> Um, story number two is from Washington Post says Lone Star Tick could trigger alpha gal syndrome more than previously known. So up to 450,000 people in the U.S. may have developed a rare and potentially life-threatening tick-associated allergic condition that is triggered when eating red meat, according to the federal health data released Thursday, which this article is from like July 27th, give or take. Um, Alpha-gal syndrome, sometimes known as red meat allergy, is caused when a tick bites a person and injects a sugar molecule found in its saliva. And some people, that sugar causes an allergic reaction, which can be further triggered by eating red meat, including beef, pork, and lamb, because the meat also contains the sugar, known as alpha-gal. But researchers say the number of people who may have been affected is far higher. Um, the, the CDC estimates that as many as 450,000 people excuse me, may be affected by the condition since 2010. That's just an insane number of people. Like, I know it's not like a huge percentage of the U.S. population, but still 450,000 people is a lot of people. Um, it's more prevalent than I think some people probably realize. Um, but some of the some of the things I, I found interesting while reading through this article, and I don't I, I don't know that I at least remember. I don't know if maybe we talked about some of these before, but these are at least the, some interesting facts about alpha gal and how it, how it affects people. So. Uh, the red meat allergies typically don't show up for like two to six hours after eating. 
and it's typically caused by like fattier meat. Um, so if you're eating like a, a fatty hamburger or a fatty steak, um, you finish dinner, no symptoms, go to bed, you wake up. And when you wake up, um, either during the night or in the morning, you might be itchy, you might have hives, you might just have gastrointestinal issues. So it's not, it's not like, um, like a peanut allergy. My son, my son has a peanut allergy that, um, when he first, uh, had a reaction from, from, from peanuts, like he started swelling up, he got hives on his face. Um, and that was like an immediate thing. So if you, if you, um, get bit by Lone Star Tick and you get the alpha-gal syndrome, um, it's not like an immediate reaction, which is kind of scary to think because maybe maybe it does affect more people uh, than you think and maybe it affects some people and they have no idea just because if it's six hours later, I mean, if that was me and I had some sort of gastrointestinal issue after eating, I'm going to think that, oh, I just got like a, a slight case of food poisoning. I ate something bad, um, but who knows? Then to move on to the next one, uh, this one, this article is from USDA, uh, talks about China uh, remains the world's largest meat importer despite recent declines. So since 2019, China has been the world's largest meat importer. Um, despite recent reductions in the amount that they have imported, the country remains in the top spot. In 2022, China imported 43% more than the second largest meat importing country, which is Japan. So that started from back in 2019. China surpassed Japan in 2019 to became to become the top importer after the African swine fever like decimated uh, China's pork supply, and that ep epidemic was running rampant over there. So we've we've talked about African swine fever a good bit over the last couple few years here, and it's, it's just kind of crazy to see how that. Uh, initial thing is what caused the market to just go nuts on pork and china was china was not number one um japan was and china was just ho-humming along and then all of a sudden boom african swine fever and the graph on this article just china just jumps up and they just take over the lead and uh like the article said 43 percent more than japan now but that kind of leads into our next article from meatandpoultry.com talking about uh vietnam approving uh asf vaccine so Vietnamese and U.S. researchers developed two vaccines to fight against ASF. Uh, Vietnam plans to ship out 2 million of the doses by October, and it's got a 95% efficacy rate. And the virus hasn't been detected in the U.S. yet, um, but it does continue to affect a lot of other countries, and they are still working and progressing pretty rapidly on stopping the virus because um, it's uh, the amount of impact it's had in China specifically, but also other spots in the world. I mean, that's something we don't want to get to the U.S. So hopefully with the vaccine that a year from now, we're not even talking about African swine fever at all anywhere because it's just gone. But uh, we'll continue to see see what happens there. Uh, if we run across anything else, we'll kind of let you guys know. But that's kind of it's been like a long running story that we just kind of get bits and pieces here every now and then over the past two, three years. Next one, I feel like we almost always have to talk about some sort of lab-grown and cultivated meat article. Um, this one is from Reuters, and it says, as lab-grown meat hits menus, the next investor hurdle is scaling. So as we kind of discussed before, uh, cultivated meat passed regulators and was approved for sale in like the last month or so here. Um, there was a president from a major and global food company that said that they need to see cultivated meat or lab-grown meat lower to approximately like 292 per pound to be actually competitive in the market. Um, right now, it's it's 
nowhere near that. It's not even close. I couldn't even get an exact figure. Um, I don't think people want to exactly say what it is uh, because they're not even in the ballpark. But um, there are some cultivated and lab-grown food companies that are thinking they can achieve parity like with organic chicken um, and, and the price that it's sold at by the end of 2024. But the total meat industry is is valued at like $228 billion. So we're talking massive industry here. Um, then quote from the article, the Good Food Institute, a think tank for plant-based and cultivated meat said if governments worldwide invested basically $10 billion annually, the sector could reach $1.1 trillion and support nearly 10 million jobs. So I, I'm looking at that and I'm like, okay, if we're, if, if, they're thinking they're going to get a hundred X return on an investment. That sounds fantastic. So that's probably why there's such a push right now in so many people and companies trying to get into like lab grown meat, cultivated meats, and this, the whole alt meat deal in general is because if they can throw money out there and they're one of the companies that sticks and hits it big, a hundred X return is a pretty darn nice uh, return on things. Um, almost makes you wonder um, why aren't more people shoving money out of at it? If you can put their research says ten billion dollars annually could could trigger a, a one point one trillion dollar annual return. Um, kind of crazy to look at, but I don't know. John's not here to rage at it too hard, but I don't think either of us are are overly concerned with where that whole market's going to go. It's it's probably going to have some sort of lasting hold in the market but i don't i don't ever see it getting much more than a couple percentage points it's going to be a fad that comes and goes um but I, th I think people will still continue to get the majority of their meat from good old-fashioned meat processing and, and cattle like we're used to then next article is from drovers.com uh, talking about uh, beef packers and, and the cost of everything right now. It says profit tracker beef packer losses hit triple digits. So for the week ending July 29th, cattle feeders found average profits near $443 per head, about steady with profits of the previous week. Beef packer margins have slipped further into the red with an average loss of about $102 per head or losses of $21 per head more than the previous week. Wholesale beef prices posted an average of $2.99 per hundredweight, down about a dollar from the previous week. And then uh, fed cattle slaughter totaled an estimated uh, about 487,000, down 4,000 head from the previous week and 30,000 fewer from the same week last year. Packing plant capacity utilization was estimated at 85% compared to almost 91% last year. So that is nuts. 30,000 fewer the same week compared to last year. That's a lot of beef that's not hitting the market. Um, that equates to what, about 6%, little over 6% of the capacity utilization that's out there in packing plants. So I looked at that and I just thought that's crazy. Um, I'm hoping the market will continue to improve. Um, but it looks like at least cattle feeders are uh, benefiting off this and packers are the ones that are suffering. Although something inside me is is wondering like, are we not getting the full story on this? Because 
if beef packers are losing $102 per head, why are they processing meat at all? Like, why would you just process meat to lose money? It doesn't make sense. So I think there's got to be something else more to the equation here. Um, but what that is exactly, I don't know. Um, it's at least interesting that, um, and we can at least say that, yes, some people are making more money. Some people are making less. Supply is just is continuing to dive 30,000 less a week. Um, that's over time going to be a massive quantity of, of meat in general. And we're probably going to continue to see prices uh, rise and rise as the, the weeks continue to go by. So then here, here's another, another article with an update on the California animal welfare law. So this one is from MSN, and it says U.S. pork firms split over Congress bill to overturn California animal welfare law. Uh, some of the big U.S. pork producers uh, have, have spent quite a bit of money already to comply with the new California law that requires more living space for certain animals. Um, and some of those pork producers are not really excited about Congress stepping in now and maybe going to change something and overturn the California law. Uh, the National Pork Producers Council, the Pork Industry Trade Group, uh, sports, they support ending agricultural trade suppressions. Uh, so the act is the EATS Act, Ending Agricultural Trade Suppressions Act, a bill introduced by U.S. Senator Roger Marshall, which he's from Kansas, and then Representative Ashley Henson from Iowa. And the 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 point of that act is to curb the ability of states to regulate agricultural products uh, sold uh, within their borders. So the lawmakers are aiming to overturn California's Prop 12, which bars the sale of bars, bars sales in the state of pork, veal and eggs from animals whose housing conditions fail to meet a certain level. Um, Clemens Food Group in particular, they're the number five pork processor in the country, said it does not support the EATS Act. Um, other big producers like Hormel, Smithfield, Tyson have said that they intend to comply with the California law when it takes effect on January 1st. But we'll, we'll see where this kind of goes because some of those major producers are on board to override California and some of them, they've already spent money on it. So they're like, well, we're going to comply with it. So we don't really want to stop because my, my guess is it, they don't want their competitors who maybe have not made changes already to get the benefit of not having to make those changes. Um, so we'll see. Lines are being drawn. Sides are taken. Um, we'll see if Congress can actually push something through. Um, sometimes I see bills like these come through and then they just they don't go anywhere. They end up dying. But um I personally, I'm hoping that this one goes through. Um, I, I'm just not a fan of when like California says, hey, let's do this. And then it affects our meat industry over here. Um, um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I at least found it cool that the the senator that was pushing it all was a senator from Kansas. So we'll continue to follow that one and try to find more updates as it happens. Um, other than that, I do have one last article about salmonella. Um, I'm not going to go through it today because I think we're going to save that for when John's here because I think John is going to rant on this one hard. Um, give a little bit of a teaser, but it's talking about oh, and, and questioning why is it legal to sell meat contaminated with salmonella? Because it is illegal to sell meat that is contaminated with E. coli. 
but it's not salmonella. So what makes the two of them different? Um, what, what's that one thing that John always says uh, gets you sick more than meat all the time? Um, e. coli and listeria. Um, well, they're found in what, though? Something like, like sprouts <gasps> is a big one. You just completed my bingo. for the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's perfect. Uh, yeah. You got anything else you want to hit on before we get out of here? I don't think I do. Um, we'll, uh, we'll definitely talk about the salmonella next time. So is make this sure the first Johnless episode? It could be. We'll have to check the archives. I'm pretty, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Sure. Cause we, he's done a bunch solo. So uh-huh. I don't know it's if I've like, done one found him before. It's not like I would just, all right, guys, here we go. First yeah. episode of chewing the fat with Pat. We're going to hit it. It's at least the first one that I haven't had someone else sitting up here with me. Yeah. You're at least behind the camera and still talking, so we're yeah. having a conversation. But um, I'm not I don't even, know. I'm not even here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, that wrap, wraps up Meat Matters. Uh, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Um, and stop by the retail store for BroughtFest tickets or go to waltons.com slash BroughtFest and get your tickets because it is coming up soon. August 19th, baby. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Thanks for checking out the Meat Jistics Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to Waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at MeatJistics.com. Waltons. Everything.